And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is The Athletic's Dedicated Blue Jackets podcast. Aaron Portsign with you on a Wednesday. A little warmer today. Still cold and gray. Columbus, Ohio. The great Jody Shelley, Valley Sports Ohio, is with us. Uh, Jody, you're in Raleigh, North Carolina. It should be a little bit warmer there. Thanks for joining us. Hey, you know what? Thanks for having me on. You're right. It is a tad warmer, but still winter is slightly in the air here in, in Carolina. So all is good. Ready for some hockey. Are we talking like 40s, 50s? Yeah, we're right in there. It feels like I haven't checked, but it feels like forty. Like the sun is out, so there we're already yeah, we're already happy when right. you land. Um, but no, it's yeah, forties, fifties here. Yeah. So uh, Blue Jackets start the season like a like a ball of fire. Um, it's been a tough go here now for for several weeks, several couple of months now with that gap in between it for COVID. Um, and tomorrow night, Thursday, the Blue Jackets play in Carolina, a team that. Boy, gave it to them <laughs> last time they played. Blue Jackets had a 4-0 lead, which kind of didn't feel like a 4-0 lead, and then it ended with a 7-4 loss. Seven unanswered by Carolina. Um, Jody, your recollections on that game, and what is the psychology of a team? I don't think the Blue Jackets have had much success against these these Hurricanes. When you just are coming off a game like that, what's it like lining up to play them again pretty soon, but this time in their building? Yeah, and, and I'll go back to what you started with, with the start this team had. You know, their schedule was pretty friendly early in the season. And if you remember, they had Arizona, Seattle, Detroit was their first loss. Yeah. And then they won against the Islanders. And then Carolina came in. And, you know, this team was kind of figuring out that, hey, if we play with speed, 
We keep it intense on pucks. We can play with anyone. They got confidence very early, but that Carolina 5-1 loss, uh, you know, the comments out of the room, you could sense that the team, they were outmatched. And and I say that with, you know, they just said, that's a really good team. And then they went on and played Dallas after that and beat them 4-1 and said, hey, if we had played the way we played against Dallas, against Carolina, we might we we would have had a good shot. And you know, and after that, they continued to find and then they set the bar of confidence and they played their game. And then you get Carolina again, and you're hoping now, okay, as they walk into that game, like okay, we learned our lesson from Dallas. There's been a lot of games played, and then Carolina comes in, and you have a four goal lead early, and and the key there was early because. You know, when things start to go on tilt in a hockey game, uh, there's it, it or in anything, it's hard to stop it. And they didn't have the guns to stop it. And Carolina dialed it up. And unfortunately for the Blue Jackets, that's a tough loss because, you know, it, it just you kind of look around after that and think, OK, like we blew it because really you know, they really didn't blow it. I thought right. Carolina you know, played their game after that. and The Blue Jackets needed to play perfect and get some bounces. Um, but Carolina dialed it up and, and they did blow it and, and couldn't answer at all. So it's a little demoralizing. It's, it, it's, a, it's a tough loss. It's, a, it's one of those things that uh, you hate when things slip away. So, so the, the dynamic in the locker room after that would have been, uh, you know, you know, you would have been a little bit embarrassed about it because, yeah. to be honest with you, because uh, you want things to go well. You're in your building, you know, and, and as that goes, it's not a, you can't really say, I mean, you can say, I guess it's a lesson in some ways, which it is, but um, your boy, there's a lot of, lot expected. And you gotta, you gotta figure out quickly against those top teams. Which again, they saw Tampa just a short while after, you know, it's gotta be, it, you can't go into a game hoping to win. You can't go in, um, you, you know, kind of giving the edge to the other team mentally right away. And I kind of feel like that did that to them after that Carolina game for a little bit. Yeah. And I think in the early days of the Blue Jackets, so it would have that would have been Colorado for you. That would have been right. Detroit, Detroit for you. Detroit. Yeah. Nashville. Where, I mean, we never yeah. could beat Nashville. Yeah, especially and, in Nashville. Yeah. Oh, it was so – it was like uh, – <laughs> I don't know what it was, but I always say that Tim McGraw, I like it. I love it. I want to support um, Logan. They yeah. played after every goal. And you heard it how many, it, I mean, you just oh, kind of yeah. like, you never want to hear that song again because they just rang it up on us. And uh, it, it's just, a, I don't know if it's a mental block. I don't know what it is. Maybe you have to credit the other team having confidence against your, against your team too. Uh, you know, some teams just come in and match up well and feel good and players excel against some teams and, uh, but but when we went to Nashville, it, it just was one of those things. It was hanging over us all the time. And you could feel the coaches felt it. You know what I mean? Yep. It was never oh, yeah. talked about, but the game plan was in place. But you kind of feel like, OK, like we got to be perfect and get some really good breaks to win this one. I remember after a particularly ugly one in Nashville, Barry Trotz was doing his post game. Back when coaches used to do it in the hallway. Remember those days? Right. Yeah, that's right. And the song started playing in the arena, the uh, Tim McGraw. Mm-hmm. And Trot saying, did we just score again? <laughs> like a, a guy who was really feeling it and having some fun right. at the expense of uh, – they were pretty good rivalries, a pretty good rival back in the day of Columbus and the start of the two 
franchises. Um, what do you think the leadership is is going through in that room? Boone Jenner specifically, but and this is a guy who it's this he's not exactly new to things. I think he was part of the part of what you would call leadership anyways through example, which is probably what he still uh, gets it done today with a C on his chest. But a lot of these guys have been elevated. They were sort of second tier leaders in previous years. And now you've taken, and they meant to do this. This isn't a surprise to anybody, but they took Jones, Savard, Felino, the captain, um, Cam Atkinson out of the room. And so that next tier now has it on them. What do you think is being said um, do you think players are challenging players? Do you think certain veterans are getting called out or calling others out? Or is this, where, where do you think it stands? Because we're still early in the season. There's still about 48 games or so to go. How do you think the, the leaders, the new leaders here in Columbus might be handling this? You know, I think about this quite a bit. And, and I, I wonder, and I, one leader that you miss was John Tortorella. And, you know, Brad Larson is a wonderful yeah. coach and he's doing great things and he's, he's in a wonderful spot and he's doing a great thing, great things with the challenge he has. But listen, Torts was the leader. I mean, it, Torts had his non-negotiables and elevated players uh, because of that. I think of Bjorkstrand right away. And I think that really was cut and dry for the leadership group. And I think in this instance, Boone has more, I wouldn't call it responsibility, but maybe more say on how things go and kind of feel on how things are. And to me, Boone Jenner is, you know, obviously we know how special of a person he is. I mean, I think his personality is displayed on the way he, his effort is put in every single night. Uh, He's a guy that every team would love to have, but thinking about how it is for him right now, I would think he'd be leaning on guys like Nyquist, uh, Warensky, uh, probably Brad Larson quite a bit some of the assistant coaches uh, because there's a lot of different dynamics in that locker room. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's no more critical time uh, for leadership to step up than in the moment when people are are doubting themselves and and maybe your team is doubting some things after losses. That's just the the, the reality of it. So, you know, I think he's handling it well, but I wonder what his dynamic is. And I I would guess knowing Boone, uh, he's probably not spending too much time complaining more time helping and leading by example. I think that that is what you have to do when you have an 18-year-old in Cole Sillinger, who to me is probably the most mature 18-year-old I have ever spent time around with, just from his comments, his, uh, the way he sees himself, the way he sees what's happening, uh, you know, how he answers some of the questions I've got to ask him. Um, you know, there, there's a way to lead that I think Boone is is showing, and it's Listen, last night in the game, he gets that goal. He almost gets a couple more. Go to the net hard, back check hard, block shots, and hopefully other guys figure out. I think there might be a little bit of calling out. I think when Jake Borchek got into yeah. this locker room, yeah. I think he's a valuable guy. And I, I strictly in game where, you know what? How long can you go and get pucks and make plays and fight to do things and then give a puck up to a player? who's not quite ready or maybe not that engaged. Uh, you know, you know, Jake's not a guy to, to, to get back to the bench and, and not say something. So, or maybe if it's even a look. So those little things are valuable because, you know, you're playing a game last night in Chicago against Chicago. Uh, you have a chance to win. You feel like you should win. You're pushing with momentum and then leadership is going out. I thought the leader, I thought there was a few guys in that roster 
uh, Voracek, Nyquist, and Jenner, who were they and Sillinger, who were going for. And yeah. then there was a couple guys who were, you know, maybe. And, and when you're going through it and struggling, maybe like Domi and Roslovic and, and Line and um, and um, who am I missing? Oh, Bamstrom. Yeah. yeah, you're thinking too much. You know, you're working on things after practice. You're watching video. And you're thinking too much, and now you're in the game, and, and it's taking away from what you're good at. And I think that's the value of the leadership, though, Cordy, is, you know, it, it's those moments in game. It's the showing the frustration. It's pushing yourself more. And I think there's a lot of by example. And I think the two guys that jump out are the three guys, as I mentioned, were those three veterans. And I, and I thought that they tried to will their team back into that last night. But, you know, again, it's just things happen quick, and it gets away from you. But, uh, you know, we just traveled here with them. They seem positive. It's a young group. You know, they enjoy each other. Uh, but And that's what I love about Jake, away from the rink. But on the ice, it's it's very demanding of what he expects. And he's also very cognizant of players and what they might not like or, or how they like things getting addressed. So those are all very valuable things right now uh, for this team now. And, hey, three years from now, four years from now, uh, when when these this, these pieces should be growing and and this there should be additions looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone luckily with 24 7 us-based live customer service from discover everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime day or night yep you heard that right you can talk to a real human in customer service anytime sounds like a real game changer if you ask us make the right call and get the service you deserve with discover limitations apply See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Let me stick with Voracek if I could for a second. This is still a young franchise. It's it's 20 years, 21 years. So they haven't had many nights like that to celebrate the other night when he was honored for his 1,000th game. How cool was that? Just to to witness that, I like those nights in in the arena because it feels like this this city is starting to grow a little bit as a hockey town. To have that moment of a kid that was drafted by Columbus, uh, you were part of it, uh, weighing in on what it was. You were his teammate in, in two places, I believe. I didn't play with him here. I was here in camp. Missed with him by him. a year. Okay, yeah, I missed him by a year, but I did play with him in Philly, and that was a. I'm glad I got to do that because, you know, he was, Yager was there and Jake was, you know, not finding his way, but growing and, and boy, that to watch that impact of having Yager and, and some great veteran players and young yeah. Giroux, it was very interesting to see his development. And yeah, those nights at Nationwide Arena, I mean, it was, you know, for Jake, the appreciation he wanted out of Philly, he gets back here, he, you know, he could tell right away he was excited about the group. He loves the city. Uh, and he gets the fan base and the fan base uh, from afar, I think, really smile when they think about Jake Borchek. That's right. You love watching him on the ice. So, it, yeah, those those are great nights. And for it to all happen back here was spectacular. And yeah. uh, you could tell his teammates. I mean, every time, anytime you, you bring up his name, the comment coming back starts. 
first with a smile. And I think we That's all right. do that because he's that type of guy. Yeah, he's that kind of guy. Um, <laughs> so here's a theory I had, and I've had for a while now, the last four or five years, and it, it came back to me last night because last night was really – they've had some stinkers this year, the Blue Jackets have, but last night was really one of the first games this season – to me, that just felt like a totally flat night for both teams. Just not very good hockey being played. Um, you guys would have had a tough job last night describing the action, I'm guessing, because it was kind of all over the place at times. Well, we kind of had fun, actually. It was, I good. don't know why, but we had a we had a fun night. But yeah, it was those those happened. I um, think I know where you're going here. Well, so and I got to be careful here because it's it's easy for guys who don't fight to, to talk glowingly and and uh, romantically about the, the time when they did. And we know the the impact that, that fighting has had on some people's lives. I don't want to diminish any of that. I don't want to say the league because I know it's not going back to that, nor should it. But I feel like when nights like games like that happened ten years ago, something would have been would have happened. Fight wise, hit wise, physical wise, probably late first period or early second, and the the dial would have been turned up a bit, mm-hmm. and there would have been some energy in the game. And I don't remember again. Maybe this is me just getting, I hate to say it, older and and more cynical. I don't remember so many games, and it feels like there's six, eight, ten a year now, where you're like, oh god, that was just brutal for both teams. It's not <laughs> about who wins or loses. And I don't remember thinking that that often years ago. And I wonder if if that is if the game hasn't learned how to find something to latch onto in terms of excitement when it used to rely on that. And you're a guy, obviously, who did that a lot. And you would have probably, am I right, read the tea leaves last night and said, this <laughs> game is terrible. <laughs> Let's go. But you're looking for emotion, right? You're looking, yeah. if I'm a fan, and I thought I did this quite quite often in my careers, you have to have a temperature of the building and your fans especially and how they're feeling and then how the other team feels. Like, are they comfortable? You know, do they think this is going to be one of those easy nights? And if I'm sitting there, do I want a little pushback from my team? Like, this is my team. Go show me. Go show my fans, and, and if I'm the guy sitting there and, and with my with my family, I want to get behind the team that jumps out with that emotion and shows the pushback. And I think you're right; we're not seeing that from many teams in the National Hockey League. And you know, there's some great games where it's up and back. Hundred percent. See the yep. the display of speed and young talent, and it's tremendous. But I like the big hit. I like the bumping into the goaltender. I like the guys saying, "Hey." You know, we saw, you know, whatever happens, whatever happened in a game, you know, he had the Murphy Domi incident, you know, and there was some words said after last year, but you know, that, that went nowhere. And right. so I agree with you. It's not necessarily the fight. I would have had a fight last night. I would have went and um, got our crowd going. And that's just what we would have done. Uh, it was expected. I felt like, I felt like it was uh, a responsibility of mine. And, you know, especially on the bench. Now, I'm between the benches down there uh, at my broadcast position. And I, I'm thinking, like, you know, you see guys with that, that stare, like, okay, another frustrating shift. Okay, how do we get this going? How do we stop momentum? You know, yeah. you just go out and drop the gloves, and you go to the box, and you come back, and the, and the bench is like, way to go. Thank you. You know, and it's not thank you, but, like, we're going sure. now. 
Yeah, so respect. It, yeah. For me, it's the emotion of the game. It's it's just something that um, exactly on a night like that, and you've been around long enough to see it and feel it happen from uh, the past, and and you leave the building saying, "Hey, you know what? After that fight, things got sparked." And you've heard coaches say it, and there's naysayers that say, "Oh, I don't, I don't buy into it." But hey, I, it's it, it's an emotional game, and and it doesn't matter. You saw the Boquist brothers playing the other night. It does. It goes back to pond hockey. It goes back to growing up playing hockey. If you're with your schoolyard buddies or your brother, whatever it is, if you're going against each other, uh, and it's you know you've been out there for a couple hours and you've lost the previous two games. Well, guess what? Someone's going to be whining about getting slashed or pushed right. into the snow or you know you bumped into the goal. It just always boils over. But there's no boil over right now, uh, and, and it's just not part of it. And um, it's you know some teams have it. There's some teams that have that intimidating presence and. And right now, there's more teams that don't. Yeah, like I thought there would be something coming out of the Bemstrom hit late, which I don't think he meant to do, but it didn't look it didn't look good. <laughs> and and years ago, that would have been oh god, would be that the, would have been your cue, right? Oh exactly. yeah, 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 that would have been your cue. And and no, you're, that's a good point. It was quite calm the, the, and respectful <laughs> after that. Uh, the the uh, I mean, it's almost like let's not let this get silly. Uh, mentality after those things, which I don't, you know, I, I, I understand it, but I think if, if uh, I was in that situation, uh, I think that, uh, yeah, there would have been, there would have been a few fireworks, I'd say. Yeah. And it's, it's too, it's too simplistic of me, but too, it, it, the fans walked out of the building years ago, the games were, we're talking about it. You could play a shitty game, but there would be, uh, Shelly had a fight, huge hit by, by Tyler Wright, Grant Marshall had to go. <laughs> there, there would be, and this is maybe too simplistic, but there would have been outward signs to the fan base that the guys care. And I'm not saying that these guys don't care, but you got to look for it. And like you mentioned, Nyquist, you see his performance last night. That guy was going. Boone's always going. Sillinger was going. But there, I don't think he left the building last night thinking, boy, the Blue Jackets left everything they had on the ice last night. Um, no. and, or tonight and couldn't get a win. And I, I don't remember having that feeling uh, many years years ago. And I, I don't think it's just the fighting, but it is that too at times. You know, I, I, I'm like I said, uh, the advantage of being down at ice level is you see how hard they're working. But you also yeah. see the moments where you're expected to win a puck battle or get on the forecheck or be the first one to go in to throw the hit yeah. um, or, or get on the puck. And you know, I, I agree with you. I think as a fan, you, that's what you want to see. You want to see that that bite of the game, just the yeah. bite. You know, especially in Columbus, Ohio, where you know it, it's there's a blue collar fan base here. Uh, that's a big part of hey, you know, this is you know, and it used to be, and it still is that hardworking team, so well conditioned, won't go away. And, and beginning of the year was the compliment was that this team was annoying, and that annoying presence was just always in your face on the back check. Always right. there in the forecheck, never out of a battle. And you look at that game last night, and that's where you're finding room for, okay, well, how about a little emotion? And, and yeah. uh, you know, that, that that's when that really rears its head. Yeah. Um, what did you make of the the uh, Gregory Hoffman um, decision to stay in Switzerland? That, I, yeah. That, that was a kind of a surprise to the Blue Jackets from what I can, I can gather. Um, you don't see that much. No, that's very surprising, you know, and he's a guy that's never been over here. He spent a decade or more over there in the Swiss league and 
you know, he just kind of pulled up his pegs and I don't know the reasoning. It sounds like everyone's healthy. So that's the first thing I thought of exactly. Maybe a family yep. concern. Uh, but if it's a hockey decision, I mean, if I'm in the locker room, I'm probably a little disappointed that you know he couldn't stick it out with the team. Um, but everyone's got their own reasons for their own things. And sure. if that's what it is, um, you know, that's his decision that that's fine. It, it's, you know, you hope you get a guy that comes over that wants to be part of the team for the season and, and part of the uh, playoff run, you know, that's really what you try to build your team around. And, um, he had, he had had enough is what it's, it seems like, but if there's something more, um, you know, I, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope that, uh, you know, I hope everything's fine with him and, and everything, uh, is, you know, the way he wants it to be, but it is, I was very surprised. I had, it didn't make sense to me, but, um, maybe there's more to it, Porter. You would probably know more than me. Well, that, that's the first question is like, before you, you know, leap to any conclusions, is, is everyone okay? Right. Is, and yeah, his agent said there, there, there's nothing, this is nothing to do with health. And the Blue Jackets have said that privately as well. Um, every everything's healthy. The baby was born. She's wonderful. Um, but yeah, and I've spoken to Blue Jackets teammates of his that um, are pretty kind of disappointed actually because uh, I mean it's a tough yeah, spot he's in. I get it. You're you're newborn and your wife are a half a world away. Not easy, but a lot of guys have gone through this and maybe provisions could have made so that it wasn't done this way but the uh, the flip side of that too is and i love the uh, he seems like a great guy he seemed like yeah. a really nice nice guy and the, the kind of guy you root for who's had a long time nhl dream mm-hmm. but if i think about this in terms of the blue jackets this is a 29 year old forward who was probably a plus third line guy if things worked out maybe a second liner in the right situation so with all of these forwards coming and they've got too many forwards as it is with with more on the way I don't know that it's really it, – I don't think it's that damaging. But if you listen to Yarmo Kekalani, you listen to Brad Larson, they saw something there. They like – they love the wheels, of course. Coaches and mm-hmm. GM love the wheels. But, you know, they, 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 they had high hopes for him still, given the, even the, given the way the first few months went here. Yeah. Well, that's disappointing, you know. I mean – It is. Yeah. I am of the school. If you sign up to do something, you see it through. And, and, yeah. you know, that's, that's kind of what I would get from the disappointment from his teammate disappointment from his teammates. And, and, you know, it's a situation where I guess if you think you can just leave, that's, that's too bad. And um, yeah, especially when you have a team or players that have not made the team because you, you got that spot and now you're, you know, you make that decision. So I can see where the disappointment lies, but, I, again, if if you're going to sign up for it, you should yep. see it through to the end. I would think. Uh, so we, we went on Twitter, Jody, and asked if people. Oh fire boy, why would you do they, something like that? They had any <laughs> they had any questions? There's a there's a beauty here. I'm going to save it to the last one. We got oh, three no. of them here. Um, I'll start with with this one from Ali M from Ali Spatch uh, at Ali Spatch. Uh, doing TV talk down at ice level where the players are does it make you miss playing? No, not at all. Not at all. Right? Now there's some right? moments where I'd like to jump out there for a you know, two second shift, but, uh, yeah. and maybe just to drop the gloves and, and get, get things going, but no, not at all. I, I'm, it's so fun down there. It's so fun to see the players, the speed of the game, you get to see the other opposition, you know, the refs still come and say hi. So there's a lot of great things about it, but 
do not miss playing one bit to answer that question. That's so awesome because that means you retired at the right time. Oh, I did. 37. I was good. That's perfect. Uh, This question from Andrew Zeminski at Andrew underscore Zeminski. It's very brief and to the point. Do fighters make good golfers? Not this one. Not this (laughs) one. Um, No, I would say I don't know many. Jared Bowl is about the same as me, maybe. Maybe a little better. No, not that I know of. No, I don't think many of us were, uh, are, are very good golfers, but I could be wrong. But the ones I know, not more, more of the like Ray Whitney. He was a good golfer. Oh, yeah, of um, course. Jake Bean is a, is a really good golfer. Is he? Um, I think he's a plus one handicap or something like that. Yeah. He's, he's elite. Uh, so Wisniewski, you know, he's that, um, defenseman with a good shot. He's got that. He's really good. So, the answer to that question, no. Absolutely not. Now, your game, you're big off the tee from what I understand. Um, big and crooked. Okay. Big and crooked. Just yeah. like my nose. Big Been and there. Crooked. Been there. <laughs> it's the short game that drives you crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's the best one. This is from Jessica Watson. Jessica Watson, too. Thought- <laughs> Can't even say it with a straight face. Thoughts on Kodiak Black and if we should invite him to a Jackets game. Now, are you familiar with I, the story? I, I Yes. Uh, I'm going to answer no, definitely yeah. not. And I mean, uh, we got some long weeks ahead of us, Jerry. <laughs> no, 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 no. That, <laughs> that is, I'm not touching that one. Wow. I mean, what was, her, that was, what was her question? Should we have him at a Blue Jackets game? Should we invite him to a Jackets game? Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, George Richards, who covered the uh, yeah. Blue Jackets for, he runs a, a his own site down in, in Florida. He used to work at the Athletic as well. I talked to him last night. Said they he had as he had as many hits on his site in one hour after that story went up than he's ever had in a day, a full day. No way. Yeah, I didn't I know never who even, that guy was. I'd never heard Kodiak. his name. No, yeah. but yeah, what a what game. a highlight! What a oh, highlight! Boy. Yeah, oh boy, uh, Jody, you're doing radio tomorrow night. That's right. Me and Bob McGilligan will be on oh. 105.7 tomorrow night. Um, you know, it's ESPN game. So for our local listeners, we hope you tune in and, and uh, catch me and Bob. We always have fun on the radio. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Radio is a lot different. It's a lot more describe painting the picture, yes. describing what's happened to our fans. And it's um, it's fun. And Bob does a great job. He's, he's fun. To, he, he's not too serious in his approach. He makes a good call. And uh, we, we work together in the past. So uh, look forward to it. Yeah. Well, thanks, man. Thanks for joining us, as always. Thanks for taking questions. My pleasure. I appreciate being on. Thank you very much. Yeah, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Folks, thanks for listening to Front and Nationwide. It's always a pleasure to be with you. We'll be back with you next week and look forward to talking to you then. Take care. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.